1: What's up guys? Welcome into the OBR Film Breakdown. It is Saturday, April 29th and I'm your host Jake Burns. That means that we are on to the last day of the draft. So just a quick refresher, Uh, I did a first round recap with Andrew Spade where we went through the first round, talked about some of the bigger storylines from the NFL's most dramatic night of the offseason. It's so drawn out, so prolonged, so much theater. We talked about the big decisions in that first round the Browns obviously weren't involved in how those affect the team, uh, the NFL landscape in general, and then I went ahead and broke down players at every position. I was uh, kind of looking for one name at every position I'd be drawn to the Browns selecting. So that is available as your Friday episode. Obviously today, uh, I didn't want to do too much. It's late. Got to get up to Cleveland. If you have not paid attention, the OBR crew is going to get together and cover the event live for the most part, everybody who's relatively local. So I don't have a ton of time tonight to redo all of the coverage that we put out on the OBR Twitch and YouTube. Which was four hours. We were live. Every pick will be live. Every pick tomorrow. Uh, we went through, uh, like I said, all four hours. I took out the portions of the selection of Cedric Tillman, who the Browns took at 74, and then Siake Ika, who the Browns took at pick 98, and then uh, kind of tidied that up and put it into one place so you can hear all of our live reaction, both good and bad and then are talking through the process by which the Browns went to select them. I will obviously be doing a much bigger podcast at a later date, where I go into detail on every single one of these guys, but with the nature of moving parts tomorrow, all of that stuff short on time, you'll get a ton of content deep diving these guys next week. So, like I said, this is cut up portions of it, really concise, and in the right place for all these prospects the Browns, uh, so the two prospects the Browns selected, and with a little bit of insight at the end about day three coming up on Saturday. Check us out live on the OBR Twitch. We will be, like I said, live for every single pick, going through all of those, breaking them down, and then should be, like I said, a fun week of recapping these prospects. So now let's get over to the OBR Twitch show with comments and commentary on Cedric Tillman and Siaki Ika. Enjoy. This is right, whatever. well pick. whatever Oh, right no. In, I guess. Some people love Cedric Tillman, who broke down him in the pre-draft. Oh, well, there's the
2: pick. <laughs> the Browns are taking Cedric. Oh, I hate that. Tillman. That so
3: is... Donovan Peoples-Jones' replacement, so you can say goodbye to him getting extended. So here's the
4: thing about Tillman, right? Like, he was very, very good when he played. Uh, And a lot of people liked him better than Hyatt uh, late in the process. This is weird how they moved up, took Hyatt, and then we take Tillman from the same... It reeks of Jimmy Haslam... uh, does, does this not reek of Jimmy Haslam meddling a little bit?
5: You always got to wonder with him. You always Tennessee, have to wonder. Tennessee wide receiver. Just fundamentally, you always have to wonder.
4: I, I don't like it, but he, you could have had him at 20 picks later, I think.
1: I think it probably represents a short future for uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones to an extent. Uh, there, there's some – Brad's going strobe like crazy. Um, so
2: let, let's talk about the player, though. Let's talk about Tillman. What what are we getting here? Uh, what are the Browns getting? He's
4: a, he's a good play. It's not like he's a bad play. He's a good player. Um, Hang on. I'll bring up his beast stuff. Unless somebody else has it. I got to get his yeah, to stop strobing.
5: Jake, you watched him a little bit, right?
1: I didn't think they'd take him. I didn't spend a ton of time on him. I just know that people love him. There's some people that really like him. Uh, liked I liked him a lot more than Hyatt than watched his uh, – spent a lot of time on him. So I, watched I would him, read uh, – go ahead and read. I would read some of what Dane and the PFF guys have on him since we're yep. here.
4: I watched him uh, – uh, go, go ahead. Just – I'm not a film specialist or anything like that, but I did watch him in comparison to, to Hyatt, and I liked him better than Hyatt. Um, but that's that's – I was not a fan of Hyatt, as I kind of explained. But it's very hard – once again, this offense – Is a very difficult evaluation for quarterbacks and wide receivers. Uh, Brugler has overall.
5: Tillman might be limited to a linear route tree, but he is a big target with the acceleration, play strength, and ball skills to exploit perimeter matchups. He has NFL starting traits as an X and should develop into a solid number two, number three. So, as Jack said, Donovan Peoples Jones replacement.
4: Six Inefficient two. at the top
5: of routes and must tighten up his footwork and body movements. He's literally Donovan Peoples-Jones.
4: Yeah. 6'2", 213, two 454, 40. Um, good length, good wingspan, but, uh, I, you know, I, I don't. It's not great, right?
2: I'm, just, I'm seeing so many people that, like, really liked Tillman? Yeah, I mean. But he wasn't, I I don't know, I don't know whether it's just playing against us that he wasn't, like, he was just never rated that high as we were going through everything. Right, right. I don't it's because he didn't. And for pl- some of the other players to be available, it feels like a value
4: mismatch. He didn't play last year a whole lot, did he? That's my understanding, right?
2: Uh, did he play a lot last year?
4: I don't think so. I think Ooh, you I had to go to his two, 2021 tape is where his best work was found is my understanding. Um maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else but I appreciate. Well you sure uh, no right. you're
2: right on that. He only he caught 37 balls for 417 yards last year, but the year before he caught 64 yes. balls for a, uh, over 1000 yards, 12 touchdowns.
4: Over he was- over seventeen or over 16.9 yards per uh uh catch. So he was sub two years ago. What's his comp? e
2: p j for me? Besides Donovan <laughs> he People's literally Jones. Literally Donovan People's Jones. He played in six games last year.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That that's kind of why He's he's uh, on a lot of people's risers, riser lists, right? Because he was kind of late in the process, riser, people liked him because they would go to his 21 tape and say, oh, look at this, you know, so.
3: Here's a question. I know I don't want to take it too far away from the prospect. Do they consider trading DPJ?
5: Well, that's that was, I, I had the exact same thought, Jack, especially considering it's not just that they have Tillman now. They also have added... Uh, you know, obviously more Goodwin, you know, uh, oh. they still have Jakeem Grant in the mix. They have, uh, you know, uh, David Bell. So it, if they feel like they can kind of get through this year and they can get a decent offer for a player that is obviously not in their long-term plans,
2: it would make sense tomorrow to see Donovan Peoples-Jones be traded. Absolutely. I agree. It is so interesting to me. Like, uh, again, on Garage Beers last week, we had Shane Hallam on, uh, and his analysis of Cedric Tillman, He was his uh, wide receiver seven in the draft. Tall, physical, uh, beats press coverage, good feet for his size, understands how to beat zone coverage, a good seam runner who can make big plays, you know, all that stuff that you guys have already talked about. Uh, Won't beat you deep. Separation can be an issue, not a precise route runner, and rounds off routes, and he wastes movement often. It's DPJ.
4: Yep. Listen, Dane Brugler has him ahead of Marvin Mims, has him ahead of Jaden Reed. Has yep. him ahead of Rashi Rice. Has yep. him ahead of Mingo. Has him ahead of Trey. Pong. I mean, these are all guys that already went that we liked, right? So, yep. I mean, it's
1: just the reason we didn't buzz about the guys because of because of the situation, right? Like the the, the age guardrail stuff. We just didn't talk about it much because we figured they continue to follow it. But again, now we talked earlier. We get more evidence, right? Um, right. We get yeah, that's a great point. Evidence that they're going to bend point. on this stuff, so we yep. have to be willing to understand yep. that they'll do that, and that's why we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And just on that, the age guardrails will then evolve for next year. This is the age guardrails are never stagnant. Every time Andrew Barry makes a pick, we learn more, and you'll now see, hey, twenty three point five, which was used to be our threshold, because if he was selected in the fourth round, twenty three point five would be within the age guard rails So this stuff moves and what we're now going to see is, hey, that 23.5 is going to extend and that will be all fine for future third round picks. So, um, yeah, that's just to explain the process and I'll obviously write up on it post-draft, but that's how this all works. So every time Andrew Barry makes a pick, we learn more. Sometimes we move younger because that bottom the threshold might tell us they look even younger than we think. Um, But, yeah, it's a a constant evolving. But really, really interesting pick. For me, this says much, much more about how they view DPJ. Um, And I honestly – I think I'm with Andrew. I could genuinely see him gone by the time we start um, the third round tomorrow. Here's the thing. Day three tomorrow.
4: I agree with you, and that makes sense, right? But, like, I'm not very into – banking on a rookie's project production in a such a critical year
5: no that, and that's a that's the that's the sh- solid counter argument is that if you say you get a fourth in in next year's draft for donovan people's jones you're probably from a from a what happens to the team this year perspective you're probably better off
4: hanging on to him
5: hanging on to him and maybe you know because next year is probably the first year jack correct me if i'm wrong Probably the first year that they might actually have a chance to win the comp
3: pick game. They could certainly play it. I'm going with, to with it, dig into. It. I, I think they love to be a really active in free agency, which might um, hamper yeah. them. But I right. guess if, if you've got lots of draft picks that hit, suddenly you are naturally going to be less active in free right. agency. Um, yep. Uh, it they... could be one. They wait until the trade deadline because yeah. then. If Tillman and Bell come along, you feel much more confident moving DPJ to the NFC at the trade deadline rather than during the season.
5: Yeah, exactly. Or, I mean, the other thing here is, like, uh, we don't want to think this way, but the other option that this gives them is if the, the season doesn't go the way they want it to,
2: moving on from Cooper becomes an option. I Listen, I'm going to admit to this. I'm going to admit to being just a little taken off guard by this. Yeah. Not because because I don't like the player, though. Not because I don't like Cedric Tillman. Not because it's just this is what happens in the damn draft. And this is why it's hard, especially at pick 74, where you have no idea how the draft is going to fall in front of you. You see these guys that you do all these mock drafts for and you do all these workups for and all these big boards for and all that stuff. And you see them fall and fall and fall. And you think this is amazing. Right. But you also don't know that Cedric Tillman wasn't the guy like at the top of the Browns draft board from yep. where they knew they were going to be yep, picking absolutely. the whole way across. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like I feel like I'm I'm acting a little disappointed in this pick. I don't know that I am. I think just caught off guard. Caught off I don't guard. know that I'm disappointed in this pick. When I'm looking at this dude, I'm going, Okay. Yeah. Like he brings a lot of stuff to the table. And now I'm reading a lot of people that I like mm-hmm. that are saying, I really like this guy. Right. This guy shouldn't yep. have fallen. Saying this guy, this guy, if he didn't get injured this last year, could have had a first round grade on him.
4: Yeah, yeah. After
2: what I, he did two years ago, so
4: I would just, say uh, real quickly that just in uh, the first look across, I mean, people like this pick. The experts like this pick. Yes, draft evaluators like this pick. Um, so, and and to your point, he may have been. And somebody just pointed out in the chat, he may have been the top wide receiver, uh, you know, in the draft if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, right, uh, before people thought very highly of him. So, uh, you know, we'll see. I do like his name. I agree. It's a Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Famer name right there. Cedric Tillman. <laughs> I do like that.
5: it. That's Let's go. So, yeah, yeah. And, Matt, and Matt other Waldman, good news.
2: You know, really quick, really quick. Other good yeah. news for Brad. You do not have to go buy a jersey. Well, not
4: yet. He wasn't going here, brother. Yeah, uh, no, that's, that's, that's,
5: that's on the table. Mike, just let's be clear. That's on the table for the entire draft. I, I'm just that saying, but we're very we're much pitched.
4: still in play.
5: Yeah. You're
2: one for eight now. You're, you're,
4: you're <laughs> you you know, we have seven opportunities. You're eighth tonight, of the so. way to freedom. I would have really been pissed if they took him in it here. Yeah. yeah. No, so. I, I mean, me too, Brad, my, me
5: too, for yeah. sure. Uh, Matt Waldman, who, uh, you know, was, was on Nick Chubb yeah. before a lot of people, uh, was just pretty public, publicly effusive about, um, you know, his, uh, his love of Cedric Tillman and uh, uh, Ryan McChrystal, who writes on the draft for uh, sharp football is a draft writer that I really trust uh, talking about how Tillman, there's no way Tillman would have been around if he hadn't been hurt this year. And he had him as a, as his wide receiver five. So yeah, I, I think Mike, you're spot on um, experts. The, the, the overall feeling is this is a good pick. It's just not the way we saw them going, but you know, I mean, I think to, to, to Jack's point, if we think about, you know the draft is really being more about filling future holes it's clear that they don't think highly enough of donovan people's jones to resign him and that necessitates a another big bodied yeah. wide receiver to fill that role so it really makes a ton of sense and it just i mean it gives us you know, we talked before about picks in this draft would give us a ton of information of where the browns are headed it's clear that they're moving on from that player and so that's significant news that that we wouldn't have had otherwise
4: it's uh the other thing to point out at wide receiver is it's a size deficient class at mm-hmm. wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the few guys that has that size. So
2: uh, your boy, Josh Downs is a Colt. Okay.
3: With yeah. pick number 79. Okay. Just on this one. So um, on Tillman, um, I had Ian Wright who I podcast with. And this was actually his guy at wide receiver. Oh, nice. interestingly. Um, And so we podcasted, what, two, three days ago. So um, it was one I was like, nah, he's old. Next. Um, Just as my standard style. But uh, no, he made made the case. And he did say, look, it's it's size. And size is a big thing. Um, We've got some speed now in the room. um, And now I think it's balancing out with put someone slightly bigger in there. Um, And it is. He made the point. It's DPJ replacement. So uh, intriguing just to watch that. Because, hey, if you're DPJ's agent, you're well aware that what's just happened with this pick, so he might want to come and ball out for the year, but his agent's probably going to be whispering in his ear and going, look, if we can get some interest here or something else, it's worth considering it, because the last thing he would want is his touches and his opportunities go down, and then that limits what he gets paid. He wants to be in a team where he's wide receiver two, because he could easily end the season as wide receiver four, um, and that's not saying that he's playing bad, but that that's just realistic when you've got that many weapons in a uh, position room. So you're, I would so you're, just you're a Brown? reminder:
1: we don't have to like every single thing the Browns do. Sorry if you're here to be pumped up about that, but we don't have to love it all.
2: So just no, it's a, a weird, reminder: uh, that's what I was saying when you were gone, Jake. It's uh, it it uh, like I've got this weird feeling of like I don't want to call it disappointed. It's just kind of off taken uh, taken off guard because this was not a guy that we were ever talking about at this point. It's and 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 we saw these other guys on the board that we thought were going to be gone well before the Browns picked, and they're still on the board. Uh, and so it just kind of takes you off guard, but
1: yeah, but we shouldn't talk time. about it because of the age. I just think the age was the thing that most of us yep. blocked out. And yep. like I said, we won't make that mistake again because we have evidence now that they'll go to a certain point at this spot, first and second round, different discussion, but they'll go to this spot. So, yeah, I mean. You guys have been illuminating it really well. There's a lot of people that are really smart that like the tape. I've seen some of it. I thought there was encouraging stuff. He's not a he's not a twitchy route runner. He's a prototypical vertical running X who can run the post, the 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 you know, typical one step plant stuff slants, all of that. He doesn't have a great three cone drill, which indicates some of the route deficiency stuff in terms of getting in and out of breaks to do like, you know, some of those quick twitch needed for separator stuff in the slot, but that's not the route tree that he'll run. So I think he has a real chance to be, if they don't want to pay Donovan Peoples-Jones 10 12000000 the discussion we had yesterday, Brad, he slides into that role um, and, and has a chance to be a pretty good one at it. So, you know, I, yep. I get where they're coming from. It surprises me. Thought it would have come a little later, but, you know, I do, let's see what they do. I want
2: to address a couple comments that have come in from people uh, watching. Like Twitch2252 wants to know why we're banging on DPJ getting the boot saying, I'm pretty sure this is the open door for Schwartz. My man, the door was open and closed for Schwartz.
5: Yeah, let, let actually, Mike, let me just say something on that quick, because uh, I, I think this is, I, like, I, I want to couch what I said earlier. Like, I don't, don't mishear Jack and I talking about, like, this is a done deal already. What we're trying to say is that the most obvious implication of this is that they're planning to move on from Donovan Peoples-Jones. But as I'm sitting here and thinking about this, Another possibility is that they really like Donovan Peoples-Jones and they know that Amari Cooper is on his way out the door. Now, it feels a little bit like two of the same player, but perhaps they feel with Watson, two guys that handle contested catch situations is is beneficial to him as a player. And they want want bookends of Tillman and and Peoples-Jones long-term and Cooper is the odd man out, not this year, but next year. So I don't want anybody to be hearing us saying things in absolutes like this is a done deal. It's just we're trying to understand not just who this player is, but what this means for where the Browns are headed, and and, and that's they the reason cannot we're extend everybody. Them. They exactly. cannot right. pay exactly. all
1: of these guys. They're going. The belt is getting tighter. Right. And those guys who are like you talk about, it's not that we don't like Grant Delpit. Right. I would love for Grant Delpit to be a career Brown. I would love for Donovan Peoples Jones to get another another contract. But eventually, the good teams let good players walk.
2: Good teams so lose good players. Ha- you
1: have to, you just you can't pay them all. Yeah, so, uh, and, you, and, and, and and again,
2: let's not talk about Anthony Schwartz anymore Like Anthony, this, he's not yeah. in the picture right now this, it, right. Nothing the Browns do right now has anything to do with Anthony Schwartz
4: Alright, so let's stop talking about him Alright, then <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say uh, real quickly that I do think he has a higher ceiling than Donovan Peoples-Jones um, I think, I don't know
1: Maybe, yeah Maybe. I mean, they're the same athlete. I think he's yeah. a bit more – I think where Donovan is a bit awkward at times, mm-hmm. he's slower at the top of routes to me based on some things I've seen, um, and that's why Donovan doesn't create better separation, uh, in my opinion. I think, I think to your point, he has better traits. Not that they're elite, or he'd be gone well before this, but he's better at that spot. So if he's a, a little – like, think, take it this way, Brad. He catches the ball as well. Contested catches as well separates a little bit better then yeah right. he's a better version of him yeah. but we'll see i mean again yeah. we're writing donovan swan song and we're not trying to do that we're just trying right. to tell you like what their thought process is around exactly
4: the draw i personally i get your guys thought on getting something back but i personally would like to see them keep dbj I agree. and then I agree. see what happens with him and then you have the replacement. like we just talked about how the uh for example how the um, Bengals handled their safety situation this mm. year. They had a guy waiting in the wings who was a young guy. They prepared for it so they could take on Jesse Bates leaving in free agency. So this could be a smart move here. If this is what you want, your second or third wide receiver with some size to play the X to do, then, you, then it makes sense for this pick. And, and like we said, a lot of smart people really like the pick. He didn't play a ton this year, so he flew under the radar and way under our radar because of his age.
1: I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys read this. I was gone for a little bit. Uh, in 21, Cedric Tillman, this is from Zagura, who did a good job of pointing this out. Uh, and, and again, he was a hurt ankle injury there just this last year. But uh, against Alabama, he had 7 for 152 in a touchdown. Against Georgia, which is the national championship, historically good defense, he had 10 for 200 in a touchdown. He had a, a touchdown in uh, the final seven games straight. Ten total touchdowns on the year, five 100 yard seasons. He didn't play against Bama in 22 uh, due to the injury, but he did against Georgia. Went seven for 68. So, I mean, I, I get it. It's a, it's a, it could be what it could be is a very classic, great year. Gets hurt and slips off of radars when he shouldn't, and he ends up catching on and doing really well. Have we gone through Pro Football Focus's analysis of him?
5: No. Let me just say okay, quick.
1: Let's do that. Go ahead. While you do that, I'll pull that up.
5: Yeah, yeah, uh, just, just a very small thing, but on, on Twitter, just seeing that that uh, Steve Smith, uh, the great wide receiver, had uh, Cedric Tillman in as his top sleeper for this class. So, you know, and S- Steve Smith has had some good wide receiver evals over the years. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, just little little nuggets here and there that make you think that uh, this guy could be, you know, as Jake was just saying, a player that is being slept on a little bit because of a down year this year because of that injury.
1: Um okay so he was 96 on sports info solutions big board i'm trying to pull up real quick um, 61 for pff okay so pff says uh let me see here his better year in 21 he had a 77.3 total pff grade not many slot snaps played predominantly outside as you would imagine pros venus flytrap for footballs so he plucks it. it sounds similar to donovan right similar Similar mold. Um, He's tremendous at establishing leverage, plays like an elite rebounding power forward, build up speed that enables him to stack corners downfield. The cons here, lacks the suddenness to separate consistently without using contact, overly relying on bully ball for a receiver that isn't particularly big by NFL standards, throttling down as a multi-step process. He had two drops last year, which is phenomenal, only a 4.8% drop rate. Um, You know, Again, last year's stuff is kind of hard because he didn't play enough. He wins with catch radius. He wins with uh, the role as a vertical tree X receiver. They say that he can improve against press coverage. He needs more answers for press than just hand fighting, so he needs to improve his releases, which if you ask me, who's one of the biggest release gurus in the NFL? Amari Cooper. Maybe you can learn a thing or two. Elijah Moore, very adept at that as well. Uh, His highest marks for them are in ball skills, body control, and physicality, route running, and elusiveness are a little lower. Uh, The speed they mark down a little bit too. Uh, 37 vertical jump, 10-8 broad. Those are good numbers. 4-5, four, four, I think you guys have probably covered all of that. I wanted to pull up real quick his elite season, um, if I can. Uh, give me just a moment here uh, to see what you know. some of those numbers uh, tell you about. Uh, uh, let me see here. There we go. So offense wide receiver receiving in 21. He had 64 catches, 86 targets, 1,081 yards, 12 touchdowns. He had five total drops in 167 college targets. Uh, he, He was 21 of 39 in contested catch situations, forced 13 missed tackles. So there you go.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Oh, well.
1: I can't say I'm going to be irate. That's always a bit dramatic.
2: Uh, well, we're I think we're going to see it on TV before we see it on Twitter because it's on TV right now. You're right. This is crazy to not have it leaked in any way. Oh, God. They took Siaki Ika. Oh, God. Defensive tackle from Baylor. Ugh. Oh, I don't like that pick.
1: I want to go home.
2: Oh, he's got his own name tattooed on his arm. That's fun.
1: Who's doing these? Oh, boy, takes? oh boy! Oh, I don't. Two point seven five relative athletic grade.
2: Yes. What is going on with Adibore? Something is major is going on with him. Obviously. Man, oh man!
1: 5.440. four forty. I think I can run a five four forty right oh, now. Look at this picture. <laughs> that looks like me.
2: Oh, God, I have that belly. And I drink way too much
4: beer. That's fucking terrible. That's fucking terrible.
1: I don't... uh... There's no pass rush upside. Just a heads up. I mean, if you want to...
2: Yeah, this is a run. You
1: you, you, you literally play the line of scrimmage and absorb people. Yeah, there's there's no... You just you really have it?
5: to wonder about this He's front like, office and drafting 5. defensive
4: 9. tackles. I mean, or defensive linemen. And, like, know what you're good at, right? Yeah. If if you're not good at drafting defensive tackles, don't do them. Get them in free agency. I mean.
3: He is over the. Oh, we got a kicker. Of what I said. Uh, that, That's the line to look for with PFF. And he comes in at 76.3. So um in terms of pass rush number he does pass that um one guys, that we- I look for um he is 88th on PFF's board um three oh no he didn't come in quite that big
4: I had five guys on my show five draft specialists and first person to tell me that he didn't really like him was Jake who I trust more than anybody and then I asked five other experts draft experts on my show about Ika and they all said the same damn thing don't take him don't like him didn't like the film yep well but, let's we're and,
1: here so let's read what uh some smart people say great um, I'll just
4: say one thing
5: quick Jake a great point by yeah. Penelope Rose in the comments that uh, probably also takes Al Woods off of the table just from a you know roster space mm, uh, consideration I don't know about that
1: Dane grades him pretty high, just for the record. He has him eighth in his list, second to third round grade, a 71 overall. He says he's a nimble, disruptive big man with stout, powerful traits, but all of his impressive parts don't consistently add up to impact plays. He's toolsy-sized prospect with a high floor as an early down NFL nose, while also flashing the ability to be more. He started his career at LSU, um, where he was like 22 tackles over two years, two and a half tackles for loss, one sack transfers to Baylor. He's second team, all big 12 and the big 12 newcomer of the year in 21, 25 tackles, six and a half tackles for loss, four and a half sacks. And then this last year in 2012 or sorry, geez, 2022 um, was a first team, all big 12 player team captain, but he had no sacks and two tackles for loss and 24 tackles on the year. So um, that's that. Let me check what pro football focus has to say. Well, well, while you're doing that real quick, Pro Football
4: Focus has mocked, for the last month, has mocked Ika to the Browns at 74. Uh, I talked about this. Like, they have repeatedly, repetitively mocked him over and over to the Browns, Ika. And uh, not the two guys that, I forget which one it is over at PFF, but was adamant about Ika coming to the Browns because he would uh, be the guy to
1: start next to Tomlinson and stop the run. Pro Football Focus says, after initially committing to BYU, Ika ended up at LSU, wound up playing 247 snaps as a freshman, played just 75 snaps in 2020, goes to Baylor, played 400-plus snaps each of his seasons with the Bears. 21 was his his best year as a pass rusher he registered 33 total pressures, 275 pass snaps. The pros, nimble big man, has a deadly quick swim move, pinballs off blockers, great balance for a man his size, unbridled power in his lower half, won't cede ground if he doesn't want to. Cons, limited tackle radius, more of a disruptor, space eater than a playmaker, one-hit pass rusher. If initial pass rush move fails, he's usually done. Weight should be monitored. There's no need to be up to 358 pounds in today's NFL. He checked in at the combine at 335. Um, Mm -hmm. Batted passes. He had a couple of them last year, which was type 31st. They say where he wins, lower body strength. He makes every center bring their lunch pail. If he wins with the leverage battle, it can get ugly. He commonly walks centers multiple yards into the backfield. His role as a nose tackle, self-evident, so he obviously pushes Tomlinson to the three-tech if he's the starter, Right, getting a little cart in front of the horse there. Yep. Um, what he can improve is his weight, according to Pro Football Focus. Already struggled to be an every-down impact player at college at his size. Only get exacerbated in the NFL level. Ika could trim down considerably to be a more effective run defender in the league. Pass rush grade of 76.2 last year, 69.1 run defense grade. Uh, 11.5 pass rush win rate, good feet balance, strength according to them, not much explosiveness at all, not much bend, hand usage could be better. He didn't bench because that's a place you would like to like kind of uh, brag it up for him a little bit, but he didn't bench. So no bench, no vertical jump, no broad jump, a really bad 40-yard dash time of 5'4". And then a twenty-yard shuttle score that was pretty bad as well. And three cone were uh three cones was a little better, closer to average, but the shuttle was not good. So, you know, he's going to be a space eater. I, got, I have to imagine they want to keep their linebackers free. And the angle for me, I'm sure they'll talk about it when they do their quotes tonight. Is we want a guy who can eat at that at that spot, keep our Mike linebacker a little bit more free to play downhill without you know the fear of being peeled off into right away. So. I guess I get the angle. I would have preferred a little bit more upside athletically, a lot of bit more upside athletically. should also mention his age. He is uh, 22 and a half currently. Jack, he's going to be close to 23 at the start of the rookie year, right? Am I, I can't remember if Dane does it now versus start of the rookie Dane year. Does
3: now. Um, yeah. So he's going to be yeah. 22.8. Dane likes him on the board. He's got him in the second to third round range. Um, I think this is one where I think – they probably still look to bring in Earl Woods and go, hey, one tech, Ica, Woods, and bounce between the two. That's, hey, have your 450 snaps for Woods, 400 for Ica or whatever. And then you move Tomlinson to three tech, and then your backup three tech is now a battle probably between Winfrey, um, between Hurst and Hill, whoever then wins that spot. If you're Jordan Elliott, pack your bags, you're probably gone.
2: Did anybody see Trey Tucker being the first Cincinnati receiver to go? Because he just was. He
1: went before Tyler Scott. You he sure did.
2: Uh, here's the little blurb. I do want to read the blurb from uh, Shane Hallam uh, on Siaki Ika. He was his DL9. Hulking nose tackle with good strength. Will two-gap effectively. <clears throat> uses his upper body to get a push and collapse the pocket. Good first step for his size. Wingspan allows uh, to tripping up runner. May only be a two-down player, though can be slow to react and miss gaps at times. Not overly athletic, doesn't have the lateral mobility you want. That was just a quick blurb from him.
1: Mm-hmm. You fear that the highest ceiling he gets to is Danny Shelton's ceiling. That's, now are that's you now I are think. you are you fine with getting Danny Shelton in the third round? Right versus pick twelve or whatever he was back then. Right. I mean, Danny so Shelton's that, in
2: the league for what ten years, twelve years, yeah, something he was like still that. Around
1: and kind of <laughs> was there he was around. I, I mean, I would just base.
2: say. To Jack's point, um, if they
5: do still bring in another one tech like Woods, you know, somebody of that size, and that frees Tomlinson up to play the three where he is more productive, this draft pick allowing them to do that is that that's the, the sunniest angle you could put on it, right? Is that it allows Tomlinson to be more of the penetrator and disruptor that he needs to be to to be worth his contract. And so um, if, if Jack's vision for how they see this room playing out comes to fruition, I would, I, I would be okay with it in that sense. But if, if the, the vision is that it's going to be some rotation of Ika and Tomlinson at the one with Hurst, Hill, you know whoever wins that battle at the three, you know, then I think it becomes a little bit more tenuous. So I think if this keeps them from adding more, I, I really have a problem with it.
3: I, I, for me, the frustration is how hard is it to go out and just sign an Woods. And it's mm-hmm. like I don't really see a scenario where Ika exactly. turns into Vita Vea, and that is kind sure. of range where you're like, sure. hey, this is amazing, um, and we've got something. And if you're not getting that out of a draft pick, just go and sign the cheap free agent. You get loads of these guys that can just come in and do what you assume Ika is going to do in the NFL um, as sort of a above average projection. Because obviously, hey, it could bust. It could be phenomenal and it could be Vita Vea, but it's one that just, you can go pay the minimum and get a guy to do this. Why do you pay for this? It's, it's like drafting a fullback in this range. It's like, well, right. why? And Even if you use a fullback, you don't need to draft one. You can get them in free agency. Um, it, it just seems like a waste of an asset. Um, I, I,
4: I agree. I think you're right. I think you hit it on the head. Uh, the only thing that, we can say positive about it is that a lot of smart people like him. Um Once again, they think that he'll be pretty. He can provide some production. To your point, Andrew, like and fill a role. Like yeah. I, I didn't want him to take him. We had not heard good things about him, but at least they addressed an area that needs help.
2: And it's a massive. It's a like if he can. If he is the guy, I'm. I'm concerned about the. Perceived lack of athleticism, uh, maybe the body type, that kind perceived? of Perceived? I'm saying I'm – <laughs> uh, okay, all right. The lack of athleticism, that's fair. <laughs> but prime
1: like – <laughs> prime Brad Ward example. Oh,
2: man. <laughs> but, man, if this guy can – if he's valuable if he can eat blocks, isn't he? Like there's some value there. Uh, maybe you don't like drafting him here, and maybe there's uh, other other ways to do that. But man, the Browns couldn't eat blocks at all last year.
5: Yeah, yeah. No, Eka and- can eat. There's no question about that. Uh Thirty six <laughs> players in the in RAS history from 1987 to 2023. Thirty six players less athletic than. Hold on, I have that wrong. Never mind. Ignore me. Okay, normal. Normal. Now. I'm
4: sure he's on that list, whatever list you're looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking I was looking of at the RAs, lowest so. athletic players to yeah. be drafted in the NFL. He's gotta be there close. Eleven seventy six out of sixteen
5: twenty. That's what it is.
1: Jack, here's what I would say. They didn't follow much of what we thought. I mean, it's it's changed. They have yep. they have reshaped their third round guardrails here. So that is the that is the talking point. I think it's yeah, fair mm-hmm. to
3: absolutely tanked athleticism last year with david bell pick um, and that really now. shifted this down because it yeah. used to be i think six roughly off the top of my head um, and it dropped all the way to four with david bell and they've just cut it again to 2.76 i think
1: um, so, sounds like ab and uh stefanski are talking right now and this pick was heavily influenced by schwartz just a heads up so okay that makes sense. You wanted to hire him. Now you got the defensive tackle. It looks right? like the draft is
2: over for the night. Rounds two and rounds three are over. Jump back in with us tomorrow. Noon. Rounds four through seven. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to be busier tomorrow. Uh, and they'll have some some picks that come quickly uh, in the draft tomorrow. So uh, make sure you jump on with us. We'll be on all day. Uh, I'm always good for a beer at noon. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, so noon tomorrow, right here on the OBR streaming network. Uh, guys, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here?
4: Uh, best available tomorrow, real quick. Henry uh, 2022, whatever. Linebacker still on the board. Uh, Ivan Pace, uh, the kid from Auburn, Owen Pepo. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. Um, obviously, Addie still on the board. I, real quick, uh,
2: real quick, I did send. I sent Shane a message uh, about that, and, and I said, "What's going on with him?" And yeah. he said, "He's a tweener. I don't think teams like him as an interior defensive lineman, uh, a guy who won't hold up to the run or a big edge who isn't going to get to the quarterback." He said he's surprised that he's still there, but that's what he's heard from uh, various front office members. So that's what's going on with him.
4: We talked about not thinking that Zach Evans would last this long. He's there still, Dwayne McBride. Uh, Roshan Johnson are probably your best backs on the board still. Uh, because the Browns need to go there at some point, they need to go to safety at some point. Um, certainly, and uh, still Antonio Johnson, still on the board. So, safety, not a popular class here. Got other guys we like, JL Skinner, Jamie Robinson, um, also on the board. That's All it. right,
2: y'all. We had a anything else? No, we good. All right, we had a great time with you tonight. Awesome time going through rounds two and three. You guys were the real MVP of this entire show. Uh, You guys kept it locked in. The chops were licked from you guys all night long. The chat was amazing. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for rounds four through seven. We're going to get going at noon. We got all the Browns picks, all the analysis from the other picks, and so much more. Uh, So make sure you are tuned into that. Make sure you're tuned into the OBR socials at the OBR on Twitter. And follow all these guys as well, which you're already doing, I know, because they're the best Browns follows in the world. Jake Burns, Jack Duffin, Brad Ward, Andrew Spade, for all those guys, for Ian McBride in the background, for Fred Greetham, who jumped on with us, for Barry McBride, who jumped on for a minute, for for the rest of the OBR crew. We love you guys. We thank you for joining us, and we'll see you for tomorrow's round four through seven action, day three of the draft at noon. Until then, thank you. Cheers, everybody. Go Browns.